Hey guys, welcome to another edition of the Shire Salvos podcast. My name is Jack Clifton. A little bit of a different podcast for you tonight. Uh, we're going to be having it on the couch section at church on Sunday. Um, Andrew Hill spoke with Jacob Browning, a youth pastor at Shire Salvos Menai location. It was a fantastic chat. It was absorbing and raw and honest and uh, yeah, pretty much in place of a, of a sermon because as you may have heard through the grapevine, there has been a fair few of the uh, leadership team that have uh, been struck down with COVID. We certainly send our thoughts thoughts and prayers uh, to everyone affected at the moment has affected our church and our core uh, quite a fair bit you know, in recent weeks, and we know it's not a nice thing to get. So we're, we're sending our prayers and, and love to them um, at the moment. So a, a little bit of a different structure for the podcast this evening. Uh, before we do uh, play that wonderful chat with uh, with Andrew Hill and Jacob uh, a little bit later on in the podcast, we're actually going to run through uh, your latest news and alerts of things that are happening in the life of the church at Shire Salvos. So coming up at church in the next few weeks, we've got uh, Encounter, the Night of Prayer and Praise. There's two uh, dates for this happening in February, Monday the 14th of February and then Monday the 28th of February. Uh, February. That is at our Menai location um, at 11 Pilliga Place at Bangor and uh, those starts at 7pm. So the 14th of February and the 28th of February um, at 7pm there. A bit of prayer and praise segment here on the Shire Salvos podcast. Um, we want to extend our sympathy and prayers uh, to the following families. Unfortunately, and, and very sadly, um, David Reeves um, uh, had the sad passing of his father just before Christmas. So we send our prayers to, to David and his family. As you might might have seen on social media, um, Bram Hindle was promoted to glory on the 15th of January. He was uh, the beloved husband of 58 years to Judy, adored dad of Tony, Catherine and Darren, their spouse. And, and wonderful grandfather to their children. Bram was a big part of uh, Shire Salvos and I know people would have been having conversations with him and praying with him uh, in the months leading up to his passing. So we send our deepest condolences and, and prayers there. And also to, to Nat Sheen and her family. She lost her granddad on the 19th of January, Colonel Keith Parkinson. Um, so our, pr- our prayers with Natalie and Jared and, and their sons, Ollie and Archie, and the rest of the extended uh, family um, as well. Uh, in regards to other news happening at um, uh, Shire Salvos, uh, baristas are needed um, at our church on Sundays. Um, the church is need of uh, some baristas. Training is going to be provided. It's uh, to serve the coffee before and after the church services there. Um, so if you're interested in joining the team, uh, you can contact Joel Campbell for further details or you can ring the church office. That's the best way to get in contact with there. But any help um, that you can uh, you can give would be greatly appreciated. Alongside that and alongside the podcast, uh, don't forget about our website and Facebook info. Um, so the Shire Salvos website is the platform where you'll receive the most up-to-date information and resources. You can head uh, to the website, which is Shire salvos.org.au. That information and resources will also be communicated by the Shire Salvos Facebook page, which you can access via the link facebook.com forward slash Shire Salvos. So not too much to talk about in the life of the church. Things will be gearing up in the next few weeks. We'll keep you abreast of everything that's happening at both our Menai and Miranda locations. As we spoke about a little bit earlier on in the podcast, it was a wonderful chat on the couch segment on Sunday's church service with Andrew Hill speaking to Jacob Browning. Uh, Jacob is the youth pastor for Shire Salvos Menai location and it was a very uh, brutal and honest and raw chat and I think you'll really enjoy uh, the time that Healy and, uh, and Jacob spent with each other um, up the front of church for about 15 or 20 minutes talking about everything in, in Jacob's life, but also yeah some of the uh, traumatic events that he's experienced in his life that has led him to where he is today. We hope you enjoy this chat here on the Shire Salvos podcast. Good morning, church. How are we? Excellent, excellent. 
Do you ever um, get called off the bench? <laughs> the big game comes up. You didn't even know you were playing that weekend. They say you're up. Kind of feel like that this morning. Um, last, last weekend, we had our church picnic at Oak Park. Who was there? Great day. Awesome day. Um, right by the ocean, Oak Park. I love that spot. Right by the ocean. It was a beautiful day. The water was a little chilly. But um, please, next time there's a church picnic, come along. It was an awesome... Oh, we do. Who are those strapping young men? Yeah, what a great day we had. Lots of activity, as you see. There was lots of, lots of calories burnt, not... not. Um, now, the... I'm, I've got on my notes here that we need barristers, but I realise it's baristas. Um, I was going to say there's training for barristers next Sunday, I said over the next 72 Sundays. Um, no, we need baristas. Um, there's training um, provided. Who does the training for the baristas? I have no idea how to make a coffee, other than press a button on my machine at home. So there is training. So if you're interested in that... Um, Please let, um, who should they let, yeah, let Jacob know. Yeah, so I think Jacob's the man there. Um, as, as you know, COVID has ravished through our core. Kim is out because Isaac has COVID. Mark, Mark's whole family, I think, is down for the count. Is that right? The Sopers? The girls aren't yet. They'll, right. Okay, well, we pray they won't, but... And um, Joel Campbell and Jess and that whole family um, as well. So our whole leadership team is out. And um, so, but I want to say this. What does that mean about today? It doesn't mean that I'm on deck. We're all on deck. That we bring our hearts. We bring what God wants us to bring. We bring our attitude. I love what, how Tristan said it. If you're a one or a ten, you bring that today. That's where God wants us to be. So as we go into this next segment, I pray that you bring your experience of God right now. You, you, you dwell in with the Holy Spirit. You've each got your role to play, whether that's you just praying over the next segment or you're praying, God, what is it that you want me to hear right now? So we're all on deck today. It's not just people that stand up here. So I just really pray that. And so as I pray for um, the rest of our service, I pray that you will search your heart and you will ask God to bring to your mind and your heart what it is that he wants to challenge or encourage you with today. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you for this body of believers. We thank you for our church. And Lord, as we go into the rest of our service, Lord, we pray that your Holy Spirit will come upon this place in a mighty and powerful way. We pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen. Hello. Yep. Excellent. How are you, mate? Good. How are you? 
Okay, this is Jacob. Jacob Brown. Is everyone know Jacob? Please welcome Jacob. Jacob's our youth pastor. Yeah. And how long have you been the youth pastor? Uh, officially for about two months. Um, so I did take on from Anastasia while she's on PRAC. Yep. Um, so around in the role for about five months, but officially two months. Yeah, but so you've been in and around youth now for... For two years almost, yeah. Right. So I've been around on the youth team for about two years. Um, yep. Pretty much started in 2020 with our first lockdown. So, okay. yeah, it's been fun. <laughs> awesome. Uh, and, and where do you live? Uh, I live in Epping, so... Right. The so other side of the city. <laughs> so you don't live in the Shire? No, no, I don't. Right. <laughs> no. <laughs> A little bit of far away. So they, they open the boom gates for you every... They let me in yeah. about twice a week. Excellent. Yeah. Um, now, we were trying to find out who you are today and what makes you tick. Who's, do you have a best mate or best friend? Yeah, I've got a couple of best friends. Um, I've got, like, for me, my best mate would be from primary school slash high school all over now. His name's Pat. Uh, he's a pretty good bloke. Yep. Um, but, yeah, we've just pretty much grown up together. Um, yeah. What would Pat say, who is Jacob? Uh, he'd probably make a joke first because uh, he thinks it's quite funny. He'd probably say, like, oh, he's loud, obnoxious. No, um, he'd, I would hopefully, hopefully he would say, um, like, I'm kind, um, patient with him and just someone that can have a chat with him. So, yeah, like that's what I would hope my best friend would say. Um, but, yeah, he'd definitely make a joke first about who I am. Um, he's always down for a good laugh, but, yeah. Awesome. Now, um, how old are you, Jacob? I'm 23. Right, okay. I'm going to be 23 old. again. Yeah. In my mind, I feel like I'm 23. My body <laughs> tells me I feel like I'm 65. Um, I don't feel like I'm 23 either. You're, you're, a, good, you're a good looking rooster, so um, are you dating anyone or I what's am. going on there? I'm, I'm dating uh, that blonde girl right there, Ashley. Uh, <laughs> awesome. How long has that been? Uh, that's been almost two and a half years now. So, yeah. Okay, wow. Okay, so that's pretty serious. <laughs> yes. As my grandma would say, it's getting serious. <laughs> um. Awesome. Um, now, let's, let's go back. Um, talk to me about your upbringing, you know. You know, what, what's life for you like when you're a kid? You're in a Christian family or what? Talk to me yeah, about your um, So I was born um, pretty much as an officer's kid. So my parents were officers at the Penrith Corps. Um, so I was an officer's kid for about five years. Um, and then I kind of just moved around a bit. Um, so at the age, I was in Bangor Public in kindy. Um, so I moved to the Shire when I was about five years old, six years old. Um, and then I was here for like three, four years almost, yep. um, and then my mother passed away, um, and then that kind of flipped my whole world upside down, that's when I moved to the other side of Sydney, that's where I moved away from all my friends um, and everything, so I moved over to there, changed schools, um, and then from there, high school um, was pretty interesting, I left at the end of year 11 um, to be a chef, so I've worked in, I guess, multiple kitchens around Sydney, um, and then about a year ago, year and a half ago, I left that. I was studying full-time to be a primary school teacher, and then during COVID, it just got too hard to keep the hours and study full-time. So, yeah, I stepped away from the kitchen and haven't looked back since, to be honest. And wow. now I'm here. There is a lot to unpack there. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, 
Now, so you've had a massive career change. So you've gone from being a chef. Yep. So I started cooking when I was about 16, actually. So in the kitchen. Right. So end of year 11. Yep. Um, and then... Ashley, is he a good cook? <laughs> Not true. That is... <laughs> Yeah, I would say I'm a good cook. What's your go-to, like, if you're going to try and... I assume you cook for her when you cook for the first time. What was your go-to, like, this is going to knock her socks off? Um, I'm pretty good at seafood, I'd like to say. Yeah. Um, and then pastas. So yeah. I've been in Italian restaurants um, as well as Garfish, which is like a seafood restaurant. Yeah. So I've been, been around a bit. Um, so that's probably what I'm most comfortable with. Yeah. Um, but when I'm cooking for comps and stuff, it's normally like like quail or something. So like a triple cooked quail or something. Yeah, anyway. Are you one of those like really small dish sort of, you know... Yes. You, I the plate in, yeah. comes out and there's more, there's more plate than food? Uh, unfortunately, yes. I You're did right. my stint in fine dining. Um, but yeah, look, I worked in a pub first. So I only had a stack of okay, plate so yeah. with like chips in the palmy. But yeah, yeah cool. <laughs> I moved on from that. <laughs> now, Jacob, you um, you said throughout that little sort of his history of your of your twenty three years so far that your mum passed away, and um, a lot of us remember that um, vividly. And um, it, it rocked many of us. How old were you at the time? Uh, I was nine years old at the time. Right. So, yeah, it was... Honestly, it, it changed not only my life, but my family's life. Um, and that's just past immediate family. Like, that's my grandparents, um, uncle, aunties, everyone. Um, it, yeah, it also... It didn't just change, I guess, like, my life but also how I viewed it as well. I think unfortunately I learned from a very young age how precious life is and just um, how you can't take it for granted and like yeah obviously it's hard to <laughs> to understand that at a young age but I, I guess I had to grasp it to some extent. Yeah um, so as a nine-year-old and you know for any any kids know that their mother is probably the most important person in their life at that age. How do you, how did you, how do you deal with that? Like what was, unpack that for us a bit in terms of your, like your Christianity or your relationship with God or questions that came up or that type of thing? Yeah, look, um, I wouldn't say I dealt with it healthily um, in any way. I, I guess I tried to, I guess, forget as much as possible because every time I would, you know, think of things, it would just bring up pain and hurt and stuff um looking back at it now I wish I didn't forget it I wish I didn't like I guess forget those memories of mum and stuff like it just but yeah um with my faith um I wouldn't say it was my faith at that age often when like I was a kid growing up I was taken to church so I wouldn't say I was uh, I didn't understand it I didn't agree with it I've definitely wrestled with God many times being like, why? And at that age, I was annoyed and upset and just lost in many ways. Um, but I wouldn't say it didn't have a toll on my faith at that age because at that age, my faith was I just went to church on Sunday. Like, that was just the norm for me growing up. Um, when I guess my faith kind of transitioned into from like my parents' faith of just taking their kid to church to my personal faith, 
it just got harder um, to understand and to, yeah, to have faith in a God that is apparently full of love and mercy and kindness, but then to understand why I'm in this situation. And it's taken years of, I guess, healing and prayer to, I guess, understand why I am where I am and to understand that there was purpose, like, yeah, not purpose in mum dying, but to understand that because of that, I'm now who I am. And I don't think I'd be here today if mum hadn't passed away. Um, well, I, we've chatted, we chatted before this, and um, I, I'm completely in awe of the fact that you can say that, um, you know, I had, my family had their own cancer journey, but we had, we came out the other side of it. And, you know, and I say the same thing, but I can't even describe how you, your story has impacted me. It didn't end the way that you would have prayed for, but you still claim that victory in your life. How, how does it affect, I guess, how you pray now, especially around healing and, and things like that, because I, and I know many of us, okay, in this church and in this church family, who were rocked by your mum's passing. It also rocked our ability to pray for healing. I know there's many of us that feel like that. How did that? How does that impact your prayer life and how you pray? Um. Like, I believe in healing. I've seen it happen firsthand. I've prayed over people for healing. Um, it hasn't rocked... I think it has rocked my prayer life in a different way to others. But, like, I've still, I still have seen and believe in a God of healing. Um, it's hard to... For me personally, like, I've had to pray into situations that are just like mine. Um, for instance, I had a, a kid at youth who's in the same situation, mum's in the same hospital, same cancer, pretty much the same age as I was. And praying into that situation has honestly tested my faith so dramatically. Um, praying into a situation where in the back of your mind you're constantly thinking, like, what if it doesn't work? What if I'm... And when, you, when you're praying and your headspace is in that, like, I didn't feel like I was even praying a bold and declaring prayer. It... It almost felt like I was just praying, uh, I hope, you know, the best situation turns out for you and your mum. But it didn't feel like I believed that, you know, that situation could, like, God could intervene there. And that's hard, like, to to say that even publicly. But, yeah, it's, it's, hasn't, yeah, it hasn't, it's more affected stuff like when I pray for, like, situations over my life, I believe just because I've, I've felt let down in the past. And I know that's not true, but that's like the devil working at me, I guess, most of the time. But yeah, it's just my prayer life took a massive hit. I wouldn't, yeah, I wouldn't say it could be as strong, yeah. No, I think that's really honest. I think we've all experienced that, you know, when we pray and we like, there's that niggle like, is, do I really believe this is going to, be answered the way that I'm praying. Um, how important now? So, for you're 23. 
if you can go back and speak to nine-year-old Jacob, what do you say to nine-year-old Jacob when you walk back into that bedroom? What do you say to him? Um, that you're not alone, like this doesn't just happen to you. I feel like in that season, like you don't know many nine-year-old kids that lose their parent. Um, I would say you're not alone. Um, I would say God's got your back, your family's got your back, but like other people go through this. This, You're not the first person to go through this. Um, I would say to hold on to every memory you can because when you look back and you can't like even picture your mum being healthy as an adult, it's so hard. Like it's just different. Um, And yeah, I would say that you're going to come out on the other side of this stronger because of it. It's hard to understand that as a nine-year-old, but that's, the, I guess, the prophetic word I'd put into myself as a nine-year-old. You said to me um, when we were chatting the other day, you talked to me about the joy you have when you think back. Can you just tell us about what that joy is like and, and where that comes from? Yeah, like, that's, that's not something that's been there for the last 13 years, all, all the time. Um, but it took me to, I guess, do ministry um, on kids camp pretty much where I was ministering to kids that had parents that didn't love them and parents that didn't care about them and, yeah, you, you name it, their parents sucked. Um, but I was just so filled with joy and I was, yeah, like it's, it wasn't, it was definitely like spiritual joy and just happiness that... I got to have my mum for nine years. I had a mum that loved me and that fought every second for me. And it's it's not like that came overnight. It came over prayer and healing and multiple people investing into my life. Um, but I can now, like, boldly say that I'm so thankful to have my mum in my life for those nine years. It's, yeah... Like it's it's better than most people get, and that's that's hard for me to say. But yeah, wow. Um, I, as a parent of um, a teenage girl and um, teenage boy, I, I am so thankful that you are in our church family, that you are ministering to those young people. How do you do that? Because I struggle to talk to my kids sometimes. But I think that's why we're part of a church family because we need other people to stand in those positions when parents have nothing to say or can't. can't. So where, how do you go into those conversations? Sometimes very awkward conversations with teenagers, and you bring your life experience into that. And you know, today I guess our theme is about the Holy Spirit. So talk to me about going to those conversations with youth. Um, yeah, like I definitely will start before I even get into that conversation. I'll be like praying in the car there. Or, you know, if I'm meeting him at a park, I'd be praying constantly. Just, you know, God, I don't know what I'm going to say to this kid. I don't know what they're going to come to me with. But, yeah, I just open up a space where the Holy Spirit can talk to me. Um, and hopefully I can help that kid. Like, I think sometimes with the Holy Spirit, it's not always what that person wants to hear, but it's what God wants them to hear. Um, and that can be hard to navigate, especially as a youth pastor. Um, but yeah, like I, I just, I would say I warm up, like I pray, I get ready, I, yeah, like you would for anything, I just prepare, prepare the way, prepare 
for God to intervene in that situation. Um, but yeah, that's, I think, yeah, like, obviously it's a church family. I can kind of relate to the youth of this church, hopefully. But even then, like, school's changed dramatically since, what, 10 years ago I started year seven? I'm, I've got no idea about half the stuff they're going through. And, but yeah, I just, I just try and listen. Um, yeah, so what, what do you see in our youth? Um, you know, obviously a lot of challenges. You know, I, I can't even, like you said, I can't even begin to think what it'd be like to be a young person in today's world, especially the last two years and disruption to school and, you know, lockdowns and that type of thing. So what are you seeing in our youth and what are the challenges that you're hearing or seeing and that you, you want us to pray for? Um, I think we're connecting with youth completely, uh, hopefully just... Like, this generation is just so different to anyone we've seen before. Um, and we're trying to connect in different ways. Like, the fact that social media is just such a tool now for youth groups, not only us, but just social, like, people pray over kids on social media. Like, you know, there's people that they're, I guess, TikTok famous for, you know, praying and helping kids to come to God and stuff and speaking to their lives. It's just, just wild. Like, I never thought that would have happened. But, yeah, um, the youth, not only of our church, but in general, are going through struggles that most people older than them would have no idea why and what they're doing and why they're going through that. Um, and it's, for us, like, as my youth team, like, it's, it's all about patience with them. It's all about coming to where they are comfortable. Um, yeah, so it's it's kind of changed the game for us. It's no longer you know, trying to push them through the door on a Sunday morning or a Friday night, but it's meeting them, you know, past halfway. It's going to where they are comfortable, not where you are. Um, so, yeah, if, like, you want to pray for the church, I would say just pray for opportunities for our youth team to step out of their comfort zone, to put themselves in a situation where they aren't comfortable, but they know the Holy Spirit's got their back, and to put them where the kids need them to be more than where they need to be. So you're speaking into our kids' lives. Who, who speaks into your life? Who's been influential in your life recently? Or is there someone? Um, yeah, like my dad would be my biggest influence. Um, obviously, I kind of, I wouldn't say grew up with one parent, but I had like my, my stepmom has stepped in. Um, but for when it's, you know, you've been through the worst parts of your life with that person, it's, Obviously, they're going to be a huge influence in your life. Um, my youth leaders growing up, like I still message them. I still talk to them all the time. I let them know what's up. I let them know what they can pray for me and I pray for them. It's, it's kind of nice how that relationship has changed from, I guess, mentoring to almost like a friendship now. It's just organic. It's, it's kind of like this. It's just two guys talking instead of just one guy speaking into another one. But, yeah. Um. How important is the Holy Spirit in sort of lead, leading you? Like, we, we, as we, we're talking right now, and you and I are talking, I feel like the Holy Spirit sort of really just sort of got a word for us as a church. How important is the Holy Spirit in your day-to-day life? Is, it, is he real to you, or is it a notional thing? Talk to me about the Holy Spirit's power in your life. Um, yeah, like, I would say I experience the Holy Spirit on a daily basis. Um, it's just whether I'm in tune, I guess. Like, I, I pray for eyes to see and ears to hear the Holy Spirit move and do stuff. 
Um, the Holy Spirit can speak to me in ways like I get names, so sometimes I just pray for names or that. I also get um, like words of encouragement, pretty much, sometimes prophetic words over people's lives. But yeah, like the Holy Spirit is my, like it's my relationship to God, as it is for every other Christian, I guess. So like it's, it's just where I, how, like, how I walk. It's just almost become like putting your socks on in the morning. It's just kind of like, yeah, it's a routine. And it's, yeah. Yeah, it's good. Oh, we want to go to a time now where we um, invite the Holy Spirit to sort of move in our, in our church, in, in our congregation. I just want to just say thanks to, to you, mate, um, for being so brutally honest and um, just sharing um, some of those vulnerable moments. But uh, I don't know what you think uh, of, of Jacob but, um, and, and what he's taught us this morning, but I, I've been overwhelmed by just that message that he's, he, you've given us, mate. So will you um, be part of what we want to do right now? And I asked, um, there's a couple of people that if you want to come forward and um, help lead people in prayer, Tristan said something this morning. He said, again, if you're a one or you're a ten, um, you're bringing that to God. Um, Kim Briggs messaged me and she said that the Holy Spirit and, and what you're encountering this morning isn't just for any struggles you're going through, but if you're in great triumph and, and life is going really well for you, bring that to God this morning and ask the Holy Spirit to empower you to go out to, and, do it, and go another level. So like I said, we're all on deck this morning. Enter in and allow the Holy Spirit to speak to you and there'll be people that will come forward. I know Kim and Catherine and others will come forward. And if you need prayer, come forward and be prayed. Jacob will be here praying. The worship team will sing. If you just want to raise your hand and someone come to you and pray with you, there's, we do that. But we're going to allow the time for the Holy Spirit just to be free and move. There's no pressure. We've got a lot of time. Just allow the Holy Spirit to minister in your life this morning. I just want to thank Jacob. Let me pray. Father God, I just want to thank you for the example that Jacob is in our church and that amazing victory that you've had over his life and that he can bring his joy even though life hasn't been great in his 23 years so far but Lord you have had a plan for him and you've brought him through and you've carried him and you've brought him into victory and Lord we pray that for our congregation this morning we pray that for all of us Lord for whatever we're dealing with that you will minister to us this morning Amen let's allow God just to minister and come forward if you want prayer Fantastic to have uh, Jacob as part of our church and part of our church congregation and, and wonderful when you see people that are so open and honest um, about their life and I guess about their struggles and things that have gone on in their life. And yeah, it was, uh, I know for, for those that were in attendance, it was, yeah, it was a really good conversation, a really good chat and uh, maybe a bit of an eye-opening chat for, for some of us as well. Um, and uh, we really appreciate Jacob not only giving his time to do that, but yeah, it's not never easy getting up in front of the church and it was, <laughs> it was uh, packed, to, uh, packed to the house on, on Sunday. 
so that makes it a little bit more difficult. But uh, yeah, great. And also a massive thanks to Healy for Andrew Hill for uh, jumping in uh, to the to the void with uh, a few people out due to COVID illnesses and different things. So um, Healy did a fantastic job up the front. I really hope that you uh, enjoyed uh, that little segment of the On The Couch here um, in the, on the Shire Salvos podcast. That wraps up all of our news and alerts and everything for the Shire Salvos podcast for this week. Hope you've uh, enjoyed it. We'll be back next week. And Claire Clifton will be back in the chair alongside me and uh, we'll be talking more of what's happening at Shire Salvos and also have a, uh, a brand new sermon in that sermon series that we've been speaking about the last couple of weeks that unfortunately has had uh, just had to be uh, put on hold uh, for just a little period of time due to uh, some COVID stuff that is affecting uh, the church. We send our prayer and will wishes to uh, everyone that's going through that at the moment. Hope you have a great, encouraging week. Um, make sure you do reach out if there's anything that's bothering you or everything that, anything that you're struggling with. Um, the uh, church society, the church group is here to, to support you and help you. And yeah, really hope that you have a, a wonderful and encouraging week. But until next week, where we'll have more of the show, Salvo's podcast. This is Jack Clifton signing off. God bless.